Rise tarnished and welcome to the Fable Fellas. <laughs> On this podcast, we uh, take a we, we take literature out of an old book, and we talk about the fairy tales and fables therein. I am joined, as I am normally joined, by my co-host Riley. Hello, Carter. How's your spring break treating you? Oh man, so good. Let me tell you. Probably been you. Uh, I've just been playing video games, and then I went to this cool party last weekend. Oh yeah. See any? Yeah. Uh, see any cool people there? Uh, there were a few. There's a good handful. I thought. Yeah, one of them's getting like married soon. I guess. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Congrats. The joke Congrats is that to it is him. me. Oh, it's you. That's right. I went to your bachelor party. Yeah, it was me. I was there. You were the bachelor. I saw you there. That's right. And then otherwise, I've just been playing a lot of video games. How about you? How's your... Uh... Honestly, you could describe my spring break in the exact same way. I had my bachelor party. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Saw a lot of friends. Uh, one of my friends put together a really neat experience where we went on a haunted pub crawl. The other did a tremendous job with landing a very comfy Airbnb that suited all of us. It was nice. Mm-hmm. A comfy Airbnb that we did not have a bachelor party in, and we did not steal a blanket from. It, Two things to know that we that didn't happen at that ba- at that um at that bachelor pad that wasn't a bachelor pad that Airbnb. What happened with the blanket? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Like I said. You turn your back for five seconds and something doesn't happen. (laughs) All right, I'm going to cut this out because this is going to bother me, but I got to take my keys out of my pocket and it's going to sound like hell. Don't say anything funny. All right, resume. Well, at least we know we didn't leave the haunted dolls there. No, we didn't leave the haunted dolls there. Those Those are yours. You took them home, correct? Well, they're in my car. I refuse to put them in my actual home, but I am going to bring them to the classroom where I'm sure... We'll have a lot of good times together as they harangue my students. The trick about them, it'll be like, if they ever disappear, it'll just be like, was that because they're a ghost and they get up and move around? Or did just one of your kids up and seal one? You know what? If my kids needed a haunted doll that badly, then more power to them for taking the initiative. Yeah. All right. Well, then that's blanket permission. Then if you're one of Riley's students listening to this podcast, which is not unlikely. I mean, it's not likely, but it's not unlikely that you're one of Riley's students listening to this podcast. Uh, if you still got those haunted dolls in his classroom, they're fair game. So go at them. <laughs> Lily, Lily could be yours or other Lily. They're both called Lily. No, no, no. Riley's one is Lily. Is. The one with the the one whose hair is actually done up is Lily. The one with the hair all over the place is Billy. Oh, Lily. Okay. Lily and Billy. So last time, last time we were here, oh, I had God. brought. I've been waiting for the continuing saga of TJ Warp <laughs> for so long. I don't know what happened to me for the final page of this, but boy, did I just like, I just really, <laughs> really bites <laughs> the dirt hard in the second page. Oh, so, so much so, uh, I'll tell you, uh, let me tell you a comment that uh, uh, teacher Terrence left on, which I hadn't read yet. Let me. T- so the answer to this question, by the way, is no. <laughs> Sorry, it's not a question, <laughs> but the, but, but the, um, anyway, there, there isn't one is the answer. Wait, I'm so, so wait, wait, it. so he just writes the word no? No, no, sorry. He wrote a comment, and I just want to say ahead of time that there isn't one. 
That's all. Okay, okay. The comment says, I think I'm missing a page. I'll look at your email again. <laughs> so we both, we both are bringing it to the table for Fablefella's first introduction to our own works. We're both bringing to the table unfinished products. My unfinished story about uh, the Santa assassination and your unfinished story about the women of psychics. Well, th- no, this is what makes the makes it a, a sort of a joke. I there wasn't a missing page. Like I had fully finished the story. It's just so bad that Terrence thought that he missed something. Oh, do you think he knew? And this is just like the closest he could get to actually dunking on his students because we all I think we all have found our own very specific subtle ways to tell students that their work is dog trash. So, <laughs> I need to give some context before I read the second page about how T.G. Warp, the character who I literally wrote as myself, so ah, T.G. Warp, that's the name of his alter... Yeah, well, we were all self-insert characters. That was the whole point, was us getting superpowers. So, Carter Allen, in this, you know, universe, is T.G. Warp. He got his powers because he, um, late at night, he saw a secret, secret TV channel <laughs> that held a lottery... Because I was figuring, you know, it's all about randomness, randomness, right? So he was randomly clicking through channels, and he found, like, a lottery which awarded him powers because they called his name. That was it. That's very so, Persona-esque then, in nature. A little bit, yeah. It's a, uh, you know, it's a prototype for what would be some incredible games. And he woke up the next morning, and he fell straight through the floor. <laughs> that was his first power. He sort of had a Kitty pride thing going on. Oh, okay. So you need to know that. Okay. For the context of this next page, because it won't make any sense. Right, otherwise. because I don't have the continuity that your classmates had when they were reading the chapters of TJ Warp as they it, came out. Exactly. Like, you needed to know the origin story for this to make yeah. any sense. I wasn't um, there during the original serialization of TJ Warp. Yeah. So the next morning, his fortune came true, because remember, Ralph Freeman went to a fortune teller who told yeah, him that. Yeah, and they said that he'll uh, get like $20. Did... Yeah, exactly. So Ralph was very excited by this and went back the same day to see if she would tell him his future once again. During the next month, he would go see the seer at least once a day, and everything she predicted would come true, except for one. This screwed-up prediction happened about five weeks after Ralph's discovery of the woman. She had predicted that Ralph would win a contest that would grant him great power. (gasps) Ralph had asked what kind of power he would get and what kind of contest he would be in, but the fortune teller told him that she couldn't say any more. This made Ralph angry, but also very excited. (laughs) One night, while flicking through the channels, Ralph noticed something odd. He was watching Channel Zero, and some sort of lottery thing was happening. Some sort of some sort of some weird sort of, lottery thing. Sort of lottery. The host was wearing a very odd outfit and had even weirder teeth. Please, <laughs> show not tell. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what that means. He was talking about some sort of contest where the winner would receive some sort of power. Ralph grew excited, sure that this was it. I'm I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on the, he had an odd costume and odd teeth. Imagine if in the call of Cthulhu, <laughs> and the Cthulhu came out of the ocean, and boy was he weird! He was just shaped so... That is, that's close enough to answer what Bjorkov said anyway. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I can't even tell you how weird it was. I can't tell you how so weird, weird oh. though. Oh, oh, you can't even look right at it. Not sorry, HP. We can all imagine a man with an octopus for a head pretty easily. Maybe you just have a limited imagination. You can't. 
All your, all your depictions are wrong. Shut up. I need to eat. I'm going to eat some more cake. <laughs> die in my 30s. So anyway, so the announcer says, and this is all in capitals, Carter Allen, <laughs> the man said, reading a ball after some explosion. <laughs> You really needed to get to bed that night, huh? Apparently. Ralph couldn't believe what he heard. (laughs) That's not me! You know what? Yeah, you said it in more words than I did, but this is what I wrote. Carter Allen was not his name. His name was Ralph Freeman. (laughs) (laughs) And then I told my parents, I want to be a writer. I mean, you got better. Suddenly, f- <laughs> suddenly furious, Ralph raced out of his house and started to drive to the corner store where the seer dwelled. He burst in through the door and stared wildly about. The woman was sitting behind the table, looking very calm. I've been expecting you, she said. Ralph didn't answer. Instead, he charged the table and put his hands around the woman's neck, wow, choking okay. the life out of her. Uh, Suddenly, wisps of smoke started to come off her and seep into his body. The smoke got denser for a few seconds, and then it stopped. Ralph took his hands away and thought that in a few hours, someone somewhere was going to unexpectedly fall through the floor of their bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. There's so... (laughs) Okay, no, no, hold on, wait. Sure, your descriptions at that age really needed some punching up a bit, but Ralph's whole steez is the perfect setup for him to be TJ Warp's arch nemesis because he's Mm -hmm. because he hates him because he feels like that should be his magical ability, not just foreseeing stuff that's going to happen. Like, narratively exactly. speaking, I think that's really strong. So is the exact antithesis of TG Warp. So now you've got a guy who can predict the future and always knows what's going to happen next versus the guy who never knows what's going to happen to him. And, um... <laughs> yeah, the guy that has the same power as everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, <laughs> right. <laughs> the same power as everybody has, except he gets, a, he gets a superpower. Yeah. Each day, um... There's a, I don't even know if it's in this folder, but I do remember writing a very dramatic story of their final confrontation. So maybe we can learn a little bit more about TG Warp if I've got a few more stories of them in my uh, manila folder, which is right here. There's nothing I, I want I more. I still have this stuff. It's kind of crazy. You want to hear a different story? Is it about TJ Warp? No. Uh, no, not really, <laughs> but, you know, for the sake of the audience. This is the story, um, it's a little-known tale. It's called Jack and the Beanstalk. Never heard of it. You haven't heard of this one? No. Well, I'm going to guess that the main character is probably called Jack. Yeah. And I think he grows, he's probably going to grow beans. Oh, I think I... something. Yeah, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based off of that one Simpsons episode. Right. What happens in that Simpsons episode? Uh, there's a guy named Jack, played by Homer. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Yep, that would have been a lot more funny if I had watched more than five Simpsons episodes in my lifetime. Well, in case I cut that part out, here's a story called Jack and the Beanstalk by Joseph Jacobs. There once upon a time... Shoot, I already messed it up. Oh, I, I was going to say, if that's what it says, then boy, did Joseph Jacobs really... <laughs> it's like, why, why are you <laughs> trying to reinvent the wheel? You've been bad at it so much. <laughs> Let me try again. 
there was once upon a time. Oh, he a did poor phrase widow. it like that. There, yeah, there was once upon a time a poor widow. They got you know st- stories later got a little bit more pithy. They took out the there was part. Yeah, but you have to say that that's actually once upon a time. People don't know this, but it's a contraction for there was once upon a time. Huh. Or thwout. <laughs> for short. <laughs> thwout. Uh, or sorry, twat, twat, twat. <laughs> <laughs> there was once upon a time a poor widow who had an only son named Jack and a cow named Milky White. Did you ever know the Did you ever know the cow had a name? I was almost certain that it was Bessie, but then again, I feel like every fourth cow in the world is named Bessie, so I probably just made that almost up. Almost always Bessie. Well, before it was Bessie, their cow was called Milky White. No comment. <laughs> just very on the nose. And all they had to live on was the milk the cow gave every morning. That's not Which enough. they carried to the market and sold. But one morning, Milky White gave no milk, and they didn't know what to do. What shall we do? What shall we do? Said the widow, wringing her hands. Cheer up, mother. I'll go and get work somewhere. I don't know if I want to commit to that voice for Jack. Yeah, just give it your real squeaky voice teen. Also, I love that even though it's Jack's mother, she is still defined by the fact that she was once married, so she's just the widow. <laughs> the widow, yeah. Cheer up, mother. I'll go and work somewhere. <laughs> That's worse. Said Jack. We've tried that before, and nobody will take you. Everyone hates you, Jack. <laughs> nobody wants to hire you for any per- any reason at all. <laughs> I thought you were being serious for a second. It does say we've tried that before and nobody would take you. Oh, so that okay. is pretty okay, much the yeah, implication. It's it was like you're absolutely unwanted yeah, in the just... town. It's probably because your terrible adolescent squeaky voice and you're 20 years old. And I don't understand how you still have that. My absolute mess of a son who's 20 years old and still living in my basement. Uh, 50% of millennials. The uh, said his mother... We must sell Milky White, and with the money, start shop or something. All right, mother. That's a very poorly put together plan. Or something. No, they're gonna... If you're gonna sell... sell... We sell the cow, we start a business. Or something. Or something, who knows? If your plan to sell, like, the only thing that is providing your family sustenance has an or something in step number two, you need to reevaluate the plan. Or something, you know, she's like, my Etsy shop's about to take off. I make, um, you know, the little hot grabbers for ovens. <laughs> yeah, Not my... oven mitts, the, like the uh, the other ones. Pot, are they called pot holders? Yeah, my startup over in Far, Far Away is about to take off in a big way. We just need to get through the month. It's going to be huge. We just need that Milky White money. All right, Mom, says Jack. It's market day today, and I'll soon sell Milky White, and then we'll see what we can do. So he took the cow's halter in his hand and off he started. He hadn't gone far when he met a funny-looking old man who said to him, Good morning, Jack. Good morning to you, said Jack, (laughs) and wondered how he knew his name. If someone greeted me like that, I would just... uh, I would immediately abort whatever conversation I was about to have with them. Good morning! It's like, well, no. I was about about to teach you about Romeo and Juliet. Now I'm just going to put in an emergency sub for this very moment. Yep, nobody nobody better offer this kid a job. This seems awful. <laughs> well, Jack, and where are you off to? Said the man. I'm going to the market to sell our cow here. Oh, you look the proper sort of chap to sell cows, said the man. 
rude. I wonder if you know how many beans make five. Hmm? Do you know how many beans make five, Riley? Uh, one, two, Because I bet four, in a hundred years you're not going to say what Jack said. Uh, five beans make five, right? If you have five beans, then you got five beans. Two in each hand and one in your mouth, says Jack. <laughs> one more game. What did you do? Did you choke on the bean in your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to need that to make five. Mm. I really should. You need two in each hand and one in your mouth, says Jack, as sharp as a needle. <laughs> oh, for future reference, I need to keep some cough drops at my desk here when we do these recordings. Mm-hmm. Right you are, says the man, and here they are, the very beans themselves. He went on, pulling out of his pocket a number of strange-looking beans. And pulling a fifth they don't one ever out describe the beans as... They're like me here. They don't say that the beans are anything but strange. Now, So you want to just... What do you think these beans actually look like? I think that one of them has thorns on it for some reason. Uh, another one is like a, a deep, deep purple color. Uh, you describe the next two. I think they all look like garbanzo beans because he's never left his country and he doesn't know what other beans could look like, but they're actually really boring. <laughs> oh, okay. So Jack just... <laughs> Jack is fully uncultured, <laughs> yeah. living in his mom's basement, only knowing cows and not much else, and no one wants anything to do with him. So this guy's just selling him five garbanzo beans. like, what is that? He's like, oh my gosh, they're so round <laughs> and spherical. This is crazy. Are you kidding me? Alright, so he says he pulls out the sharp... Wait, no. He, he pulls out the beans from his pocket, and he says, as you so, as, as you are so sharp, says he, I don't mind doing a swap with you. Your cow for these beans. Go along, says Jack. Wouldn't you like it? Lies your tail. <laughs> it's, the, it's the greatest response to that. <clears throat> yeah. Because no, nobody ever talks about how in Jack and the Beanstalk, at first, Jack, Jack is like a high skeptic. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Five beans for a cow. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah, it's versus Jack. That now, Mom, hold on. I was skeptical at first. I told this man to shove off, but then he did say they were magic, and I was bought on. I, you know, he won me over. He won me over. You know, okay. So no, they're right, this is magic beans, Mom, old widow. Yeah, magic beans. What? What do you? What, magic. You, you don't believe in magic? You sound like an idiot, Mom. <laughs> ah, you don't know what these beans are," said the man. "If you plant them overnight." By morning, they grow up right to the sky. And then he gestured with his hand way up high, and he did a sort of sweeping motion. Really? Something just occurred to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If this mystery man does not know the existence of giants in the sky, then what possible good would it be to have a huge beanstalk in your backyard? See, now this is an incredible point. Nobody ever talks about how the guy who's selling the beans may in fact know what the threat is here is yeah because he thinks now this is the crazy thing this guy surely either thinks he must he must think one of three things right one the beans are bs they don't work therefore he's gonna say he's a swindler he's gonna say they're magic and he's gonna get himself a cow out of it or two he knows that they grow up really high and has just and he's like well that's crazy but i can't do anything with that or like the third part is he knows about the giants and he's just like well i'll have some other kid try for the giants i'm gonna see if i can get like a cow out these (laughs) yeah what what if the guy said and you'll grow a beanstalk all up to the sky and jack to the zen said and then what 
And he just starts sweating bullets. Uh, well, with the, uh, with the bean, uh, 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 I gotta go. Yeah, right? Like, oh, you know, like how plants grow up? That's what I think. Right up. Oh, right up to the sky. They go up and they touch the sky. And then, yeah. And then what do I do with them? Oh, I don't know. Dog, they're your beans. <laughs> or they will be. Give me that cow. Give me that cow. Give me that Milky Way. Give me that cow. Okay, Jack. Give me that. Are you sharp as, sharp as a bean? Two beans in one hand. Two beans in the other. One bean in your mouth. Make a beanstalk. Give me your cow. Yeah, because having three beans in one hand, unheard of. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. There's a law against it. <laughs> if you had three beans in one hand, one bean in your mouth, how many beans would be in your left hand? <laughs> this is how they, you know. Yeah. They go to school. <laughs> All right. You don't say so. Yes, that is so. And if it doesn't turn out to be true, you can have your cow back. Right, says Jack, and hands him over Milky White's halter and pockets the beans. Back goes Jack home, and as he hadn't gone very far, it wasn't dusk by the time he got to his door. The dude was just waiting outside. Yep. The house. Where are you going with that cow? Oh, I, uh, uh. Nowhere, um, I guess. Goodbye. Yeah. I guess you're going away with the cow. <laughs> Back already, Jack? Said his mother, the widow. <laughs> I see you haven't got Milky White, so I guess you've sold her. How much did you get for her? You'll never guess, Mother. No, you don't That's say true. so. Good I boy. Believe that. Five pounds? Ten? Fifteen? No, it can't be twenty. I told you you couldn't guess. What do you say to these beans? <laughs> what do you say to these beans? <laughs> <laughs> If I wasn't so <laughs> Carter, if I wasn't so married to keep it Viddy, then this would be the episode where I suggest that our new sign off is what do you say to these beans? What do you say to these beans? <laughs> They're magical. <laughs> Plant them overnight and what? says Jack's mother. Have you been such a fool, such a dolt, such an idiot as to give away my milky white, the best milker in the parish and prime beef to boot for a set of paltry beans? Whoa, whoa, what do you mean your milky white? Yeah. Uh, I take raised that, her. Take that, take that. I imagine she's hitting him. Yeah. I guess content warning for child. Well, he's in his 20s, we assume. Yeah. Um, Don't worry about <clears throat> it. And as for your precious beans, here they go out the window. And now off with you to bed. Not a sup shall you drink and not a bit shall you swallow this very night. Out the window go the beans. Just... Out the window go the beans. Oh, wait. I forgot. <laughs> Literally no one else has seen Paint Your Wagon. That reference is not going to land with anyone. That was Paint Your Wagon. And if there's any uh, talent scouts in the audience <laughs> looking for potential voice actors, uh, you know where to find him. All right. So Jack went upstairs to his little room in the attic and sad and sorry he was, to be sure. As much for his mother's sake as for the loss of his supper. <laughs> but not At for Bessie. Dropped off sorry, not for Milky White. Not for Milky Way. He's like, whatever. I'm still pretty confident in these beans. Yeah, I'm going to go find those beans. I'm going to show Mama what for. When he woke up, the room looked so funny. The sun was shining into part of it, and yet all the rest was quite dark and shady. So Jack jumped up and dressed himself and went to the window. And what do you think he saw? The man. Hummus. <laughs> the man was hanging outside Why the window. He said, hey, I need my beans back. Don't ask my questions. back. <laughs> What do you say to these beans? <laughs> what do you say to these beans? Why the beans his mother had thrown out of the window into the garden had sprung up into a big beanstalk, which went up and up and up till it reached the sky. So the man spoke truth, after all. 
The beanstalk grew up quite close past Jack's window, so all he had to do was open it and give a jump onto the beanstalk, which ran up just like a big ladder. So Jack climbed and he 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 climbed, till at last he reached the sky. Now see, my first instinct before climbing to the top of the beanstalk would be to go to mom and say, ha, told you so. Get a lo- what do you think of this beans? Yeah, what do you think of these beans now, mom? What do you think of the beans? Can a cow do that? Didn't think so. Anyway, I'm gonna. Do you have a water bottle? I'm gonna <laughs> climb it. Do you have, you have you got a sun hat I can use? <laughs> when he got there, he was very thirsty and sunburned, and he found a long, broad road going as straight as a dart. So he walked along it, and he walked along, and he walked along till he came to a great, big, tall house. This book would be a page shorter if we, they didn't use so much repetition. Yeah. On the doorstep was a great, big, tall woman. She was like six two. <laughs> Good morning, Mom, says Jack, <laughs> quite polite-like. Could any, could you be so kind as to give me some breakfast? For he hadn't had anything to eat, you know, the night before, and was as hungry as a hunter. It's breakfast you want, is it? Says the great big tall woman. It's breakfast you'll be if you don't move off from here. My man is an ogre, and there's nothing he likes better than boys broiled on toast. Sorry, a what? You... Boys broiled on no, toast. No, 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 before that. It's breakfast you'll no, be. No, 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 after that. <laughs> My man is an ogre. That's the one. Hmm. That doesn't nice quite one. match up to what we know about both Jack and the Beanstalk and about ogre lore. And we would know, maybe, because maybe. we want... Carter, you and I watched Shrek 4 Ever After <laughs> just two days ago. Shrek 4. Yeah, and for reasons. I remember so little of that movie. <laughs> well, one thing we do know is that ogres don't live in clouds. They live in swamps. They do live in swamps. And Shrek 4 is profoundly unfunny and doesn't deserve any of the money it made in the box office. It was all right. Ew. Okay. Remember remember in the movie what? when... What did Shrek 4 do, to, do for you, Riley, that you're giving it all this praise? You know, I was about to say remember in Shrek 4 when, and then I completely pulled a blank on anything that happened Because there's nothing. There was nothing in there. Not even a chuckle. All right. It was really just a movie about Shrek having a midlife crisis and then ruining everything yeah. as a result of the midlife crisis. I was going to say, I think I think the the wife here, the wife giant, is using inflammatory language to describe her husband, who's also a giant. Just like how you would describe kind of a nasty dude as an ogre. It's like, ah, oh, he's a real ogre. She really shouldn't describe her husband like that. It's going to hurt his It's also a difficult, it, it leads to a great deal of confusion in the world of fantasy, where it's like, yeah, he's a real griffin. Like, what, you married a griffin? No, I mean, like, he's... <laughs> no, I mean, he's Griffin McElroy of my brother, my brother, and me. <laughs> they don't need the... They don't need the plug there. You're right. <laughs> They're fine. Anyway, he asked for breakfast. She says, well, no, but you could be breakfast. Oh, you want to get fed? How about you get fed and... these hands? She said. <laughs> That's right. Oh, please, Mom, do me something to eat. Mom, I've had nothing to eat since yesterday morning, really and truly, Mom. Says Jack. I may as well be broiled as die of hunger. Well, the ogre's wife was not half so bad after all. Really so laying it on thick Jack there. into the kitchen. Yeah, please, 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 please. 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 All right. You won me over. All right, fine. She takes Jack into the kitchen and gave him a junk of bread and cheese <laughs> and a jug of milk. Oh, wait, wait, wait. A what of bread and cheese? A, a, a junk. A junk. That's what I thought you a, said. Yeah, a junk <laughs> of bread I love and that. Y- I love that metric. 
<laughs> I want to eat a junk of cheese right now. I want to eat a junk of cheese right now. That's right. But Jack hadn't half finished these when thump, 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 the whole house began to tremble with the noise of something coming. Oh, no. And to hear what happens next, you're going to have to wait until next week on The Fable Fellas. Oh, another twofer. To be continued. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're already at 30 minutes. Neat.